0: Canada Sportsbook. Hello Canucks fans and welcome to Japan for Canuck Clay is the host thanks for being here thanks everyone for being here we'll let people kind of roll in but I'm happy because the Canucks beat the Arizona Coyotes three to two in overtime and it actually ups my game over Vancouver record to five and two yes I've done this seven times as the host, and yeah, the Canucks are five and two. The Canucks only have 10 wins in the season, and I've been lucky to cover five of them. Welcome, everyone. I am Clay Emo. I'm Canuck Clay on YouTube and on Twitter, and I'm thrilled that you are here tonight. It is uh, a night where the Vancouver Canucks celebrated hockey fights cancer, one of their regular theme nights that they do every year. So, for today, for tonight, I want to dedicate tonight's show to my dear friend Yanta, Yanta Chan who passed away in February after an eight year uh, battle with breast cancer. So we miss you Yanta, we love you and this show is for you. I'm sure that there are many, uh, there's not one person around that hasn't been touched by cancer either themselves, knowing someone who has it, knowing someone who's lost a battle to it. So it's, it's tough, it's ugly. And uh, we continue to 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 fight, to raise money, and to to hope for a cure. So thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. Canucks win 3-2, defeating the Arizona Coyotes. Like I said, the Canucks now cl- climb to 10 ga- uh, two games within 500. They are 10, 12, and 3. Contrast that to the 8, 15, and 2 they were at, at the 25-game mark last year. That's when, actually, Travis Green got fired. So I don't think Bruce Boudreaux's, Worried about getting fired tonight, but uh, you know, it, it was looking a little iffy after two straight losses earlier in this week. So, this is what we're gonna do it's just me tonight. I'm not bringing on a co host, so you're stuck with me for the next 35 to 40 minutes. For the first segment, I will talk about the game, what I noticed, what I saw. Obviously, I wasn't there, that's how I was able to get to my home studio so quickly. So, for the first bit, first segment, we'll talk about the game. Second segment, I wanna talk about Brock Besser because I think that's the biggest story surrounding the Vancouver Canucks right now. So first segment, let's talk about the game. Second segment, let's talk about Brock Besser. And then in the final segment, I will make sure I jump into the chat section and answer all of your questions. So as we get going, just like I'm gonna do right now, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, wherever you are, share this link right now, share this link. Invite your friends. They're not doing anything else on a Saturday night. Invite your friends to come in and to talk about this big Canucks win. So once again, share it on your social media. And while you're doing that, make sure you like this video. There's there's 25 of you in here and there's only one like. That's not the best ratio. So like the video. Subscribe to SDPN. This channel that you're watching, Steve Dangle Podcast Network. If you're listening on a podcast network on, on an audio form, make sure you rate and review. But really, we want people in here. We want people in a good mood talking about the Canucks win. And we want people to know about the good work that's happening on Steve the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. And while you're at it, you're also welcome to subscribe to my channel, Canuck Clay. And also um, both here on YouTube and on Twitter as well. So let's thank our sponsor, then we'll get right into it. Think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsaction.com sdpn. Steve Dangle Podcast Network. Again, that's sports action interaction, excuse me, sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN 19. plus. Please play responsibly. By the way, you can always count on me to mess up that ad read because for the longest time, I don't even know if it's still in BC, we had a, a betting, sports betting called Sports Action. So anytime I see sports interaction, I forget about the intern, it becomes sports action. So sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. P-N. Okay friends, so happy that you're here. First segment, let me talk about the game. Let's break it down and maybe more and more people coming in the game as it's uh, Saturday night. But as always, uh, get ready to leave your comments. You can do so anytime throughout the, the stream. Make sure you're interactive in the chat. Talk to one another, even if I don't see all your comments. But I promise in the third segment, uh, much like I do in my regular live streams on my channel, I will get into the comment section and answer as many questions as as I can. So let's talk about tonight's game. First and foremost, Vancouver beats the Coyotes three to two. And you could probably tell that this was a game between two teams that are outside of the playoff bar. I I wouldn't say that the Canucks are yet in the Connor Berdard sweepstakes. You guys know, I can't even say the T a N K word, but I'd say Arizona might be in the, in the sweepstakes when all is said and done. The Canucks outshoot the Coyotes 32 to 23 face off them 59 to 41 percent. Special teams, wow. Canucks got a lot of power plays. They went two for eight, so 25 percent. Not bad. You see that eight, though, and you kind of wish they had more, but two for eight is 25 percent. Coyotes went one for three, so that's 33 percent. Coyotes has 16 penalty minutes. Canucks only had six. Coyotes, by the way, very, very undisciplined. Some of their penalties were kind of like bonehead penalties. Let's see. We got a too many men. Then you got a puck over glass. Then you have. Um, a puck over glass, and then you have a too many men. So four, <laughs> four of their eight penalties were mental errors, either puck over glass or too many men. Another one was that crazy, um, the, the goal that got disallowed, but they put, uh, they give them a, a penalty for for basically knocking the net off the, the mooring. So I'll get into all that. But yes, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of kind of crazy, um, crazy things happening in this game. Uh, Canucks out hit the Coyotes 25 to 13, including six hits from Luke Shen. Actually, a 666, a bit of a devilish number, but JT Miller had six hits, I see. Yes, Miller had six hits. I think someone else had the six hits as well. I remember looking at this. Lazar had six hits, and then Luke Shen had six hits to move into the number one top position overall for most hits by an NHL defenseman. That's yes, uh, J. C. Van Dam. I will get to Brock Besser in the second segment for sure. So yeah, six hits for Luke Shen. Six of the Canucks' twenty-five hits, and he becomes the all-time leading hit. Hit man? That doesn't sound right. The all-time hits leader for defenseman in the NHL, passing the the immortal Brooks Orpik. Coyotes had twenty blocked shots. I did notice that they're blocking a lot of shots, especially um, PD shots. I noticed that. And then uh, when you get into individual stats, three players had multi-potent games. And I guess you wouldn't be surprised if I told you it was pd it was Horvat, and it was Hughes. Now, Pedersen has up to 29 points in 25 games. Horvat up to 26 points in 25 games. And Hughes up to 23 points in 21. You have Mueller with one point, so he's at 25 and 25. And then Kuzmenko, did he have a point tonight? No, he didn't. So he remains at 21 points. So you have basically four guys who are point-per-game guys. and And... Three of them come through with multi-point games tonight. Also interesting on the on the stat sheet, Brock Besser with his four shots on goal. I'll talk about that about that. Bo Horvat with seven shots on goal, which is pretty crazy. And uh, Quinn Hughes, thirty minutes in ice time. Now some of that was because he just flat out refused to get off the ice on on power plays. <laughs> I'm looking at a stat. <laughs> he had eight and a half minutes of power play time. Um, a little bit of that was because Oliver Ekman Larson missed. A bit of the third period I was worried that we we're gonna to have to see Riley Stillman double shifting but thank goodness it was Quinn Hughes that they ended up double shifting but uh, uh, overall a massive night for Hughes two assists two penalty minutes one shot and goal uh, and 30 minutes in ice time so much so much so much going there Wow, what else so let's talk about these goals real quickly the first one was Christian Fisher and that was a really nice tip pass by O'Brien in the set. It was weird. The Canucks won the faceoff, and then somehow Bear Actually, I remember what it was. PD went in the offensive zone. Bear and Larson kind of didn't take the middle. Kuzmenko or McKay, one of them was left to take the middle, and O'Brien did a nice tip pass to a streaking... Not a streaking, a, a skating quickly. Christian Fisher, who puts it past Spencer Martin, who's obviously the number one goaltender now that Thatcher Demko is out for six weeks so that was the first goal 11 minutes in five minutes later Horvat scores on the power play Um, a nice little tip in from I wouldn't say it's a slap pass just a good pass from PD from his usual spot on the right flank into Horvat in the middle Horvat so good and that was his 18th goal and at that time he was tied for the the league lead in tip-in goals uh, until the end of the night so that was 1-1 going into the the first intermission Second period was a weird period. First, it was uh, Jacob Chikrin scores just two minutes in on a power play. And one thing uh, for those of you that don't watch the Canucks, those of you that don't that are on here that don't watch the Canucks a lot, is uh, the Canucks when they give up power play goals, they usually give them up five to ten minutes. No, when we're talking about five to ten seconds, even twenty seconds in to the power play, It's just they lose a face off. And they are not... Uh, they simply... I don't know if they're not set or if they're trying to figure out who goes where or bad luck or combination of all those. But it was Jacob Chikrin scoring 18 seconds in. Basically, a, a scramble draw. Canucks have a chance to clear it. They don't. It gets passed around from uh, from Goss's Bear to Chikrin. And I think Ethan Bear... I've joked about this on my own streams. Ethan Bear seems to... The puck goes off of him and passed our goalies quite a bit. That happens a lot. So what happened... Uh, for this one is he gets out of the way and i think martin should have kind of read that it was a great shot by chicken give him credit going high glove uh bar down almost but yes uh, bear actually gets out of the way gives gives uh, martin uh, full sight and no chance of bear deflecting it because he's so far out of the way and chicken makes no mistake then the canucks had two disallowed goals. well one officially disallowed goal so one of them um the Top line was battling for position and Miller was taking on two guys along the boards and happened to hook one of them a little bit, just a little bit of a hook, gets the puck off to Hoglander. They blow the whistle down. Uh, They blow blow the play down because the Canucks retain position and whoever's getting the penalty as soon as you touch the puck, the, the whistle goes. So Miller hooks the guy. As he does that, the puck squirts out to Hoglander. Hoglander touches the puck. Ref blows it down and then Hoglander shoots and scores all in the same motion. It wasn't like dirty or anything like that. Hoglander kind of knew what was going on because he didn't really celebrate. He, all, he was almost going to fist bump and then he realized not. So that goal didn't count. So I wouldn't say that was a disallowed goal. That was just uh, a late shot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But then, crazy play against the flow of the play because there's a there's a three or four minute time in the second period where the play was really scrambly and Arizona was, was controlling. I wouldn't say they're dominating, but they're controlling play in the connect zone. But against the flow of the play, the Canucks fourth line breaks out. Stanika does a nice inside out move on on um, on the Arizona defense. Who was it? Oh, must have been yeah, it must have been JJ Moser because JJ Moser is the one who takes the penalty. So yes, yeah, um, uh, a nice play on JJ Moser. C- Coyote's dressed seven defensemen, by the way. Wow, they did. And they yeah, they spread out their ice time quite well. But anyways, I digress. So Stanika goes inside out on Moser. Moser hooks him. And then what was it what was an interesting play is as Moser hooks Stanika, Stanica makes a really nice shot. And I, I can't remember if it was if it was um Niels Oman or Stanika who takes the first shot. But as that's happening, a coyote's player basically falls on his own and then falls into the into the net, into the post and knocks it off. So as the Coyotes player is hitting the, the post and knocking the net off, the first shot hits the goalie's pad, basically at the exact same moment. And then it must have been the Stanika shot, because then Oman comes in and puts the puck dead center, because the rule is it's got to go between the posts, the posts that are supposed to be there on the pegs, goes dead center. So there's no, no doubt in anyone's mind that that would have been a goal had the net been in its proper place. So then the it looks like they wave the goal off when it goes in. Because remember, the net is already off. The net's all probably off by about a second here because the net went off when the coyotes player hit it. That's the exact same time the puck hit the goalie's pad and then comes out as a rebound to Oman, who then puts it in as the net's off. But then Lazar and a couple of Canucks players are pointing to the middle, not saying go to the go to a review in the booth, but rather that that's a goal. You know that that goalie that signal that you point to the middle of the ice because that's where the puck's supposed to go because it's going to be a face-off. So Lazar does that. And then as they're showing the replay, they announce it's a goal. Canucks Twitter tweets up, tweets out tie game. Everyone's excited. And then the referees huddle by the penalty box. They put their headphones on. They grab out their little iPad, their tablet, and they're watching it. And then John Garrett, on, at least on the, the Vancouver feed, is saying, oh, yeah, this will be a goal for sure because they, you know it, it. the puck went right in. It was right in. It was Arizona Coyotes guy that that knocked it off. That knocked it off intentionally. So this is going to be a goal. And then John Shorthouse, if you guys were watching this, it was kind of interesting. He he, kind of casually said, "Well, wait a sec, though. Maybe there it was too long of a time before before Oman put it in." and Garrett's like kind of dismissed him a little bit and said, "Oh, that's not the rule." No, no, no. He it was because Arizona intentionally pushed the net off. And then John Hirschordhaus is "Oh, I just, you know, I'm I'm just making a point that that maybe that's that's what's taking so long." So then the referee goes to the middle and he says, um, after video review, the puck crossed the line or the puck went in the net. Or no, sorry. The the net was dislodged well prior to the puck going over the goal line. And it was it was the it was weird wording like well prior they didn't say one second two second they didn't even say it took too long they just said the net was knocked off well prior to which I tweeted out I would love a technical definition of well prior. Needless to say, the goal did not count. However, the Canucks got a power play out of it because of the original hook. So they didn't get a power play for knock for Arizona knocking the net off. It was actually the original hooking call on Stanika from Moser. So the Canucks. Yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of aggravating, but the Canucks headed into the second intermission down 2-1. Third period, it uh, wasn't a crazy period either way. A couple of close chances, Ekman Larson. Uh, you know that one that he's kind of swept off? It was actually it was crazy. It was his first shift back after getting hurt in the third period after going uh, leg on leg um, by McBain. And it was his first shift back, and a puck squeaks through Martin, and then... I don't know if you guys saw it. I, I think it was gonna go wide or it wasn't even gonna start keep moving fast enough. So it snuck through, it goes through the blue paint. So then everyone freaks out. Ekman Larson sweeps in, gets it out of the way. But I think that was gonna trickle wide or simply stop right in the right in the uh right in the crease. Regardless, a good heads-up play by Ekman Larson, making sure no Coyotes player gets it. And then and then there's a really, really nice play. Pedersen, I guess, got fed up, just takes the puck in his own end. And tries to deke the entire Coyotes team. He gets past about three guys. But as he gets over the Coyotes blue line, he actually loses possession. But Besser is smartly streaking down the left. I said the word again, streaking. You guys know what I mean. Get your mind out of the gutter. He was streaking down the left side. And the puck squirts out to him. And then he he puts it past it. It wasn't, it's was kind of a half wrist. Yeah, it was a wrist shot more than a snap shot. It wasn't a slapper for sure and puts it past the Arizona goalie. You know, I haven't said the Arizona goalie's name yet. Um, Vemelka, yes. Uh, That J throws me off. Vemelka. But Besser puts it underneath Vemelka or through him, and then it's a 2-2 game. And it was was such a, I don't know if you can say vintage Besser, because the guy's only been in the league for five years, but it was such a good play. It was one of those where he goes down on one knee, and you know that he tries to get a lot of uh, mustard behind the goal, behind the shot. And what a really really good feel good story that it was, and we'll get to that that story in the second segment. So now it's two two, going into overtime. In overtime, uh, the Canucks control play, and Besser actually has a chance to win it. He has to win it because it's a beautiful pass. Can't remember who it's from, maybe Garland, and he gets sent in all alone, and he gets robbed by Vimelka. But wouldn't that be an amazing uh, cap to the story if he indeed scored the game winner goal, game winning goal? But he doesn't and then back to normal play and then arizona takes one of their crazy penalties (laughs) it was kind of funny pd was streaking uh, streaking third time i said it was going skating swiftly through the neutral zone and then clayton keller jumps off the bench um you know anticipating a line change but he actually tries to stop pd down he doesn't slash him doesn't hook him but he he kind of grabs him and pd shakes him off but enough where the ref notice so then (laughs) that's funny Funky says if Besser was streaking at least he might be able to skate (laughs) come on now we're going to give Besser some love in a couple minutes anyways let me finish my thought so then then Clayton Keller what a stupid penalty so then now he's in the box Canucks remember they had a five on three I didn't mention it yet they had a five on three that looked horrible absolutely horrible and they made good for it on the power play and, you know, when it's Horvat, Hughes, Miller, and Petey, give them enough time and space. And as long as they don't do anything silly, like Miller trying to do back passes, um, a really nice play, actually. Actually, now that I say that, I think it was a Miller back pass to Hughes. Hughes takes a shot, and then uh, Horvat with the expert tip. So his seventh tip and goal of the of the season, leading the entire league, his 19th goal of the year, and the Canucks win 4-3. to three. So once again, as I mentioned, The Canucks now move up by two points. That's what happens when you win. So they are 10, 12, and 3. So that's 23 points. Contrast that to the 18 they had one year ago when Travis Green got fired. They're only three games out of a playoff spot, but they've played a couple more games than almost everyone ahead of them. But no one's counting that. Next game is against Montreal on Monday. I'm going to that game with, with my good friend Justin looking forward to that game and looking to see if the Canucks can get back that second win the second loss so to speak and move back to one game within 500 so those are some thoughts of tonight's game and in the second segment I'm going to talk about the Brock Besser saga that uh, is unfolding right before our eyes so keep going in the chat you guys are doing great like the video only ten likes in here let's get that up Uh, subscribe to sdpn and keep chatting in the in the comments i have some pretty funny comments in there but i will get to your comments in the third segment so keep on going and thanks for being here tonight on a night where the canucks win three to two brock besser oh man so much to talk about here and i'd love to get your thoughts on the Besser situation in the chat especially what you think is going to happen Last game on Thursday night against Florida, he had a prime opportunity to to do some damage. He was put on the top line with Horvat and Miller. And by the middle of the second period, he was off of that top line and on the Canucks third line. So kind of a wasted opportunity there. And then it looked like after this morning's skate, no, it didn't look like he was going to be the healthy scratch because he was replaced on power play 2 by Dakota Joshua he was out after the after the practice with Travis Dermott with Kyle Burrow. so he was there as one of the extras getting rinsed as they they use as the term and in essence it didn't look like he was going to play then suddenly he's out there for pregame warm up and the Canucks, it was kind of cool actually they did, they wore their hockey fights cancer jerseys, their white and pink jerseys, all with the name patch of someone they are uh, kind of fighting for or, or remembering. So Elias Pedersen had Jennifer Smeal, the, the late wife of Stan Smeal, on his jersey, which is pretty cool. And then Brock Besser had Dukey, which was an homage, an honor, a tribute to his late father, Duke Besser. So that and by the way, if you didn't if you didn't hear it from the start, I'm dedicating this show uh, because of the hockey fights cancer night that the Canucks put on, dedicating this show to my my dear friend Yanta, who passed away earlier this year in February. Thanks for letting me share that. So now Bester's suddenly taking pregame uh, skate, and we find out that Dakota Joshua somehow got injured. I, I don't think he got injured between <laughs> I hope he didn't get injured between the, the morning skate this morning and the warm-up. So something must have happened during the um during the the morning skate the the practice and then where he wasn't he wasn't good to go so Brock Bester's now back in the lineup on the third line with Connor Garland and Sheldon Drys Hoglander up on the top line with Horvat and Miller and I, I think Bester had a pretty good game you could see he was noticeable and i think he got better as the game got going. In the first period, he made a couple of decent plays and Jennifer Botterill talked about it during the the first intermission. By the way, when she was kind of talking about how Besser was had to work through the distractions and work through everything that was happening today, not thinking he was going to play then playing and in trying to explain, and I get where she was going, in trying to explain how he had to simplify things, she used the word simple five times, and she wasn't saying that at all about Besser's mentality or anything like that, but she was talking about how he should simplify his game, but he, she didn't use any other words. So she said, make a simple play, do the simple things. It was kind of interesting that she used the word simple five times in a minute and a half. Anyway, Besser gets better as the game goes on. Like I said, finishes with four shots on goal, one goal, and he could have easily had the game winner in overtime as well. So that's what happened on the ice. But the biggest drama that took place was in Elliott Friedman during the the first game. You know how Hockey Night in Canada does doubleheaders every Saturday night? So during the first game during the panel, he basically said that the Canucks have given Brock Besser's agent permission to speak to other teams to try to find a a new place to play. In essence, a trading partner. Now the Canucks are of course going to deny, deny this. Brock Besser's agent will probably deny it I'm sure Brock will deny it but if if that's what Friedman says and then it was later confirmed by by a couple others then it's not a surprise in fact others were saying that they believe the Canucks have been trying to move Besser since last year and that kind of makes sense because he's got a big contract right now a shade under is like six and a half million dollars this is the first of three years so if the Canucks feel like they're hamstrung with contracts and they need to clear out some money, whether it's to to sign Horvat or to improve their D or to try and do both somehow. You have to move out a lot of money. Uh, Then then Brock Besser would be candidate. The bigger candidates up front would be Besser or or Garland. Garland has a five million dollar price tag. Besser has a six and a half million dollar price tag. It's also it's kind of ironic or fitting that we're talking about clearing salary cap space on a night where the Canucks play the Coyotes. We know that two years ago, Benning made that trade for Ekman Larson Garland. But to do that and ekman larson remember he's some eight and a half million but we pay some Coyote half coyotes still pay one million of that and then garland who we then we resigned for five million so there's twelve and a half million dollars versus what we could have had the 12 million with beagle roussel and erickson coming off the books that's who we traded plus the ninth overall pick that turned out to be dylan gunther so i don't want to revisit that but we also know that that's where uh you know anytime you talk about cap space and then you're looking across the ice at the Arizona Coyotes, then you you can't help but think about that trade that Benning made basically to help save his job. So where do you come out on Brock Besser? We know that he's had injury problems. He had a wonderful rookie season. So he drafted 23rd overall back in 2015. And for a late, you know, for a late draft pick in that draft, he's done quite well. And, and Canucks were we're happy, especially as the season starts. You guys remember how good that 2015 draft was? Listen to these names. McDavid, Eichel, Marner, Hanafin, Wawenski, Meyer, Rantanen, DeBrusque, Barzell, Connor, Shabbat, Eriksson Ek. And those are all the guys taken before Besser. Afterwards, there's still Konechny, Roslovich, Hey, there's no Julson, And then uh, uh, Christian Fisher, who scored today. Sebastian Aho in second round. Brandon Carlo in the second round. Eric Chernak, oh my gosh. Uh, Rupi, oh my, Rupi Hintz was in the second round. Uh, Rasmus oh. Anderson, Vince Dunn. So some some really good players that came out of that 25, 2015 draft. But Besser's drafted 23rd overall, and he starts off really well. He's a runner-up for Rookie of the Year in 2016-17, sorry, 17-18, where he had 55 points in 62 games. Then the next season he had 56 points in 69 games so that was pretty good um and then he still has 45 in 57 then 49 and 56 then last year was a bit of an off year he had 46 and 71 so last year was really the only one where he wasn't within you know s- striking distance of a point per game and this year he's also started off well with his uh 15 points in 19 games right on career average but we know that last year was a tough year. We uh, we knew about his ailing father, Duke, who who had car accidents, Parkinson's disease, and many many other um, any many other physical um, trials that he went through, to the point where Duke was deteriorating throughout the season. It was hard for Brock to go see him because of COVID restrictions and other things. And finally, we saw the and I watched it today actually. We we saw the really sad. Uh, The sad press conference at the end of last year where brock besser broke down when when pressed about uh, the health of his father and how it affected his play then Besser has signs a brand new contract we he's saying all the right things he wants to score 30 goals and then he starts off really slowly the season he's hurt for a little bit and then he starts off actually from a points perspective he has 15 and 19 but i think what was worrying people was only be, coming in today, he had 14, 18 and only three of those 14 points were goals. So that was a concern for many, many people. Even with tonight, it's only four goals in 19. He's on base for a 15 or 16 goal season. So many people, independent of a slow start, were saying he's one guy that you could move for the cap space. But then when you couple that with this poor start, the canucks relatively poor start it's getting better but still relatively poor start then you can see where people uh, might target him and i might say uh, that uh, he's one of the reasons why we're not doing well and maybe himself and his camp they do want uh, a change in scenery so that's a really really interesting story to follow as we head into the third segment i would love to start reading some of your comments Uh, ask some questions Whatever you want, I will react, answer some of your questions. I will react to some of the things that I'm seeing in the chat. But most importantly, just get active in the comment section, as we heard in the head in the third segment. And yes, it can be about Brock Besser. It can be about tonight's game. It can be about that Coyotes Canucks trade from two years ago. Your your hopes on Spencer Martin, or whatever it may be. So let me know, and I'll I'll dive into the comment section now. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of put on my my safety goggles and my 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 full body suit because I is some of it's looking kind of ugly uh, but uh, nothing that I don't think I can handle actually I think I'm gonna put it up on this screen so I can see it even better so um, (laughs) Bonner says can we beat up the Toronto control room (laughs) Well, I think it's combination right the the control room they speak to full body suit because some of it's they speak to the referees as well so i don't and they i think they try and make a joint decision um decision together so let's see uh i'm gonna maybe start typing in from here on in instead of me going back and and finding old comments Um, that's what i like to do i like to kind of react as we go so even if it's a repeat of something you typed earlier type it in again i'd be happy to look at it So what do we got here? Uh, JC Van Dam is saying, LOL, 30 goals. Yeah, it doesn't look great right now. Uh, J Money says, glad to see him score tonight. He really needed that. Love him as a person. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't like Brock Besser as a a human, as a person. Um, But you do have to be, to play up to your contract. And it's safe to say, at least from a goals perspective, he hasn't done so just yet. Yes, Carlton, 15 points in 19 games, for sure, four goals. And 11 assists. Justin, who I'm going to the game with on Monday. So excited. One thing a fan pointed out was Besser was scratched in a hockey fights catch tonight. Do you think that could have spurred on the news today about them seeking trade options for him considering his dad? Yeah, yeah that's a tricky one, Justin, because um, I could argue both ways. I could say, yeah, the timing isn't great. You know how much this game likely w- would have meant to Brock Besser, and that's not a good look. On the, on the other hand, I could say, you know, um, Maybe Bruce Boudreaux respectfully doesn't care what theme night it is. He's just trying to put the lineup out there that's going to help him win, and he didn't like what he saw from Besser on Thursday night's game. I have time for both arguments, very truly. I think knowing what we know now, um, it worked out basically as well as it could have, but Justin, I don't think... It's not like he got scratched. I, I don't think it's like there was news he, got scra- he was going to get scratched this morning, then boom, next thing... Is Oh, by the way, uh, Vester's agent, you can now talk to other teams. Or I don't think the agent then called up the Canucks this afternoon and said, Oh, that's it. He's not playing on Hockey Night, Hockey Fights Cancer Night. We're out of here. I-, I-, I think this has been stuff that's been going on for a while now. And it just gets magnified or amplified because it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Great question though, Justin. Jaskram, would you love to see the Hughes-Bear pairing? Could it be special? Yeah. And we saw them go to it. Once Ekman Larson was out because uh, they had to start double shifting guys and you have five guys, someone's going to have to play on their offside. And so, yeah, I would love to see a, a Hughes-Bearing, a Hughes-Bearing, a Hughes-Bear pairing down the road for sure. For sure. Jay, glad to see the Canucks pull out a win on Hockey Fights Cancer. I agree, Jay Money. And thanks. By the way, I saw you on Twitter. I, I You said you're going to be here and you're here. Glad that you're here, brother. Funk Brock used to have what might have been a top 10 shot in NHL. What happened? Wrist injury, lack of separation, speed hands. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if injuries have played a role in it. What I do think, though, is Funk remember when Brock came in the league? No one knew about this guy. Yeah, he was pumping hat tricks past Matt Murray, putting goals past Carey Price, scoring some really nice goals. And him and Petey were quite, uh, although Petey was a, a year later, were quite a magical duel. But remember he was a rookie and no one knew him. No one scouted him. No one knew how good he was. So I think like with anyone, as you become more experienced and people learn about you and find ways to, to, um, to come up with ways to defend you. I think that's what happened. I really do. So more opposing teams and players had a book on them. So it, Behoove best. I love using that word. Behoove bessor to then find other ways to, to. Um, let me just block. I think I'm the only mod in here tonight, so I gotta I gotta block a couple people here. Hide user her on this channel. Okay, that's that's one. <laughs> um, I I just think that that's the mark of a really good player, is is that then you have to find other ways to be effective. Good question though. Fangirl, do you think Boudreaux saved his job tonight almost a year after he was hired? Yeah, that's a great point, Fangirl. If Canucks lost today, that would be three straight after winning three straight, perhaps, and it would have been so ironic or so weird if he got fired 25 games into his, this season, then of course you do easy math. That would have meant he basically coached an entire season of 82 games. No, I, I think if they lost tonight, I don't think he got it fired, but I think if they lost again to montreal on monday because you know there's gonna be a lot of montreal fans can you imagine the atmosphere it's gonna be great atmosphere on monday but imagine the atmosphere if the canucks lay an egg or play poorly it's gonna be magnified because of all the montreal fans there those silly montreal fans how you doing apparently they said you cannot knock the net off on purpose if the first attempt is going to go in it counts it doesn't count rebounds if the puck is going to go in and the net gets knocked off on Okay, that was a little bit confusing. Apparently they said you cannot knock the net off on purpose if the first attempt is going to go in, right? So the first attempt wasn't going to go in because that was the re- that was the shot that went into the pads. It counts. It doesn't count for rebounds, right? So meaning meaning the you can't call um yeah. I'm just going to confuse it even more because as I mentioned earlier, they could have called it the they could have called it a good goal if the first shot went in, but because it was a rebound, it was. That's basically what we're talking about here. and Filmalka played fine, but do you think we had too many shots in the outside? Yeah, but uh, sometimes it depends. Sometimes Boudreaux might be saying get shots to the net. Sometimes they might uh, Arizona might be doing a good job of taking the the middle away. I don't think Arizona is terribly good defensively, so it might have been a combination of both, though. JC Van Damme says, yeah, nice guy, but the dude's got a score. I agree. I agree. Jasper, any frictions that could have sparked with Besser or the Canucks lineup with Boudreau? I hope not. Um, And I actually think Besser, uh, Boudreau doesn't care, quite frankly. He's going to play the guys that he thinks can give his team the best chance to win because he's also um, coaching for his job too. Bonner says, Bruce got what he wanted from Besser. Yeah. So he may, um, the healthy scratch lasted six hours as opposed to a full game. And, and maybe Besser doesn't come on the lineup now. Jay Money, any expectations for Colin Delia whenever he plays next? Usually you, what you want from a third string is give you a chance to win. You don't need him to stand on his head make 42 saves. You just got to make sure he plays well and you, he gives you a chance to win. Um, I've said, Jay Money, that I wouldn't be surprised if the Canucks are looking for yet another veteran goaltender who's uh, um, playing in the minor somewhere or who, who's not playing a lot as a backup. Any team that's rich in goaltending because whether it's to back up Martin, if they if it's an upgrade over Delia, or if uh, they want more depth in Abbotsford. So, uh, but my expectations for Delia is for him to come in, be low maintenance, and stop the puck. Well, obviously he's a goalie, but really it's more to um, um, just give his team a chance to win. JC says, Clay, where do you think Bester will go? Because 100% he, he can get traded if they put their mind to it. Oh yeah, I think you can trade anyone if you put your mind to it, it's just a matter of, um, you, you want to make sure you, there's fair value coming back. What's fair value for Besser? Is it a player? Is it a draft pick? Probably not a first is it a second or third round draft pick. I don't know. But then the team then will probably want a sweetener because they're taking on six and a half million dollars. So it's kind of confusing. Maybe you package them three-way deal. I don't know. But, um, where do i think he'll go i don't think he'll go in the division you rarely trade within your division of course there's the minnesota rumors that are always there or maybe a team back east that has some cap room i don't know who has cap room right now to be honest with you jaster and i really like ethan bear it looks like a big seal yes that was a great trade that was a great pickup and i think uh i think he could be a really nice uh player for us on the right side for sure because we don't have anyone who plays like him on the right side and, and when i say him meaning a a Decently offensively skilled puck-moving defenseman. A lot of turnover still. That's the one part of his game I'd like him to clean up. But he's much more mobile than everyone else on our right side. Shen. Myers. Pullman. Those are the three that come to mind for sure. Carlton. The emergence of Kuzmenko has made Besser expendable. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kuzmenko's still not an everyday... like He's an everyday player but he's still learning the rigors of the NHL. And then it will be fascinating to see what kind of contract Kuzmenko gets next year. Justin, immediately after the first no-go call because of the hook, the refs probably knew he messed up and called a non-slash on the Coyotes as a makeup call. Yes. The Coyotes uh, were called immediately after like 30 seconds later to make it a four-on-four. Where is the mod bot alert? I think... uh, robert who's usually in here cannot be here so i i can handle it i got it i got it it's pretty much the same play toronto made when that when well back that counted yeah they they talked about it justin you're at the game so you didn't see this they talked about it on the on the tv and they showed the difference was when the net went off uh the when the buffalo net went off against toronto when jordano scored it was his first attempt it was the first shot attempt after the net went off i have to go back and see today if the rebound, if the pad save was exactly when the net went off, it must have been, or else and they counted that as the first shot. David, Besser picked up a goal on 26 November when the Knights versus the Knights, but went pointless for each of the next three. Perhaps that's been why Boudreaux scratched scratch him. Nope, that's a good point. That's a good stat. Thank you. Marcus, nice to see you. Indeed, a crazy game. Jasmine, Clay, you're famous. You have bots here. I don't know if bots is a sign of fame, um, but thank you. Carlton, I'm not a bot. <laughs> Justin, I was wondering why there wasn't a delayed hook and intentional delay game for knocking the out of penalty too. Yeah, Jaskin Miller was directing traffic on the five-on-three, even though he was the one doing nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. He was telling a uh, Pedersen and and Hughes to switch. Or they like to do that play now where Hughes cuts to the middle, draws the defense, and then Pedersen sneaks behind him. That's the one where Pedersen's stick broke. Yeah, and then Miller just made that bad that bad uh, back pass. Funky what happened to Joshua? We don't know. We don't know. So maybe something happened after during the morning skate. Jaskran, do you think they should have called up Sea loves? He has surely looked great. Yeah. Usually though. Um, I think a Martin Seelovs combo is too inexperienced in the NHL. I don't know. Delia's. I don't know. Delia's um, career games, but obviously it's more than Seelovs. loves. So maybe they want Seelovs loves to play more in Abbotsford. Uh, be the everyday starter there and then have Delia as veteran backup up here. Shen got the belt tonight. That makes sense as the career leader in defenseman hits. Funky of Miller was a real life traffic controller for a construction company. No doubt. He's holding a sign with one hand and eating a salami sandwich with the other. That's going to be the comment of the night. Um, yeah. So I've never seen a construction worker eating a slamming back a salami sandwich, but I guess that's your point. Justin, the team gave an ovation to Shen during to play for his record. Thoughts on the Oil kneeing injury? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it was intentional. Maybe McBain could have made sure that he didn't go leg on leg, but um, it, there was no penalty, so I, I guess the refs didn't think it was dirty either. Jaskin, it makes me so nervous when Myers is on ice at crunch time. Yeah, I watched Myers today with an especially critical eye. He was bad. <clears throat> have you ever noticed that he never gets the puck out of and Cleanly. He never makes a great outlet pass. It's always high in the air or off the boards and it's never to one of his teammates. and I'd laugh too if I was the Coyotes coach when they did the makeup call after Jislao Goal. Jay Money, have you ever, or anyone chat, kept up with the Alex for Canucks? I haven't seen him in the game yet so I don't know what the team is like this year. They're doing okay um, and of course, now Rathbone's down there, is down there, Sheldon Drys came from there, Lockwood's down there, Klimovic is down there. So, um, yeah, the I think um, if anyone in the chat wants to talk about Abbotsford, that, that's cool. Carlton, the post-game guys on a hockey night said they thought it should have counted. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Funky, is it legal to dress a skater as a goalie and vice versa? <laughs> I think you can. I don't I don't know why you do that. We should trade Myers to play Nets. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, then he doesn't have to pass. Kevin, Miller needs to get traded as well. Uh, well, his no trade doesn't kick in until next season. Besser PD will be our... Oh, sorry. Miller needs to get traded as well as Besser, period. PD will be our next captain if Bo gets traded. Yes, also trade Myers, rebuild on the fly. Easier said than done, but I hear you, Kevin. Jason, nice to see you. Just buy out OEL and Myers. Yeah, more dead money though. Jason, I'm super happy Clay is a stream tonight. Yeah, not on my own channel, but here on Game Over, even though I'm going to wrap up in the next five minutes or so. Yeah, Jay, a win's a win. A win's a win. Jasper and Clay, even when Myers is on the ice, we can't forget Stillman is on the same pair. Yeah, it just, it gets, goes from bad to worse. And I, I must admit, and, and put in the chat if you agree with me, when you saw OEL go down, and we we don't wish injury on any of our players, no matter how highly paid or not they are. I know the first thing I thought of was, if, if he's hurt long-term, Travis Dermott's got to come in now. And I'd even bring Kyle Burrows in at the same time, bring in, Dermot and Burles and Seth Stillman. That's the first thing I thought of. Jaskin, if Besser gets traded, would that smart spark more players wanting out? No, I, I think every player would say next man up mentality. It's too bad. Happy for Brock. Hope he gets a fresh start, but we got to focus on what's happening here. I don't think it would start a revolution or teams have traded um star players before. J Money, any updates on the Horvat? Extension, you know. Last week, I heard guys like Drager and Rick Dollywall um, and Friedman saying that it looks up, op- doesn't look so pessimistic. But then I think it was Thomas Drance or someone today saying that it's pessimistic. So I don't know. I'm not gonna believe anything until I see it. And we were surprised by the Miller extension in the summer. Who plays on Monday, Bros or Dermot? I think if Dermot's ready, you play Dermot. I do. Kevin says, Canucks need more picks. I agree. Jaskrin, this game is nothing to be proud of. Yeah, Jaskrin, but if you had to choose win or lose, I think we're all going to take win. Imagine what the mood would be like here if we lost that game. Funky, he had to borrow both goalies' pads because the normal size is too short on his drive. Yeah, he'd be wearing four pads, two on each leg. <laughs> uh, that was, that's awesome. Jaskrin, I would cheer on Brock if he gets traded. I love that guy. Jason says, Stillman's got to go. Carlton says, I would cheer for Besser regardless of where he was traded to. Yeah, so a lot of love for Besser, the man, in here. But we need more from Besser, the player. Jason Lim says, Ethan Barrett, Kuzmenko, and Mikheyev, good additions. Yeah, although I I think we overpaid Mikheyev a little bit. But um, he's been okay. He's been okay. I I wouldn't say he's been great, but he's been okay for sure. Friends, we are winding down now. We're about 45 minutes in, 46 minutes in, which is great. So uh, I'll just read a couple last comments. uh, JC says, so wait, if Dermot is in, that means Stillman can sit in the press box. Yes, Dermot is now a full participant at practice, not wearing a non-contact jersey. So I think he's good to go. I hope so. J Money says, Besser to Chicago for Dickinson and a second. (laughs) So that means we would basically net Stillman for Besser. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Carlton, the Coyotes have actually been playing well. They are not a guaranteed win. That's an optimistic way of looking at the Canucks win, but a win's a win. A win's a win. And Jason says, do we beat Montreal? Yes, I agree. And Jay says 47. What's the 47? Jay, what does that 47 mean? I don't even know what that means. If you're guessing my age, I'm 48. Jason, Besser, oil and Myers to anyone for nothing back. And then Jason says, throw in Stillman too. So um, Jason is, and I can't make too much fun of him because he's a sponsor of my Canuck Clay channel. He's basically Besser, oil Myers, and Stillman for nothing. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you everyone for being here. I appreciate you being here on a night where the Vancouver Canucks beat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2. to two. They, Brock Besser scores in a game that he wasn't even supposed to be playing in. Kyrie's take so many dumb penalties and the Canucks climb to within two games of 500. Their next game is against Montreal. I will be going to that game. So I believe it's the lovely Sam Chang who has game over Vancouver. My next one is I think I got Wednesday night against San Jose. So I'm going to ask Nick if he wants to come back on. Big San Jose Sharks fan. And he, did, he, he was great last time I had him on. And that show has almost 2,000 views. So um, I'm going to ask Nick if he wants to come back on with me on Wednesday. So that is my next game over. So thanks for being here. On your way out, make sure to subscribe to this SDPN channel. Make sure you like this video on the way out. Thank you for all that. You can also subscribe to me, Canuck Clay, both here on YouTube. And on Twitter, I do daily Canucks videos. I do five night stream, uh, night streams. I do five live streams a night, and uh, not a night. That's crazy. I do five live streams a week, and I would appreciate your support over there. And I keep forgetting to mention, Game Over. We now have merchandise. So if you click on the first link in the in the description, you can see some sweet Game Over merchandise. Mine is arriving this week. So as soon as I get it you know that i will be watching um not watching i'll be streaming while wearing my brand new game over swag so once again thanks for being here as always monday night you have sam after the canucks play the montreal canadians and i'll be back on wednesday night after the canucks play the san jose sharks remember my record's five and two so i'm gonna try and do as many of these as i can i hope you guys have a great weekend great sunday tomorrow And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. I'm not sure you guys know this, but elevators terrify me. I'm taking steps to avoid them. Take care, and go Canucks go. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.